a couple of, of things, and I'm going to give just a, a brief remarks. So our committee is the greatest. It is. <laughs> it is the oldest committee, of course, in the House. But it is amazing when you see the product that we have done. Uh, not only the first two terms that I was chairman, but this year as well. This, uh, we have 60 provisions that have gone through our committee uh, that are now law uh, in this Congress. Uh, we're still waiting for the Senate to do about uh, 60 bills that we've passed. Uh, we, our committee has passed more bills on the House floor uh, than any other. We've had more than 180 hearings in our six uh, subcommittees uh, the last uh, almost, almost two years now. And yesterday, we did eight bills, all on voice vote, uh, all bipartisan, sponsors as well as everything else, uh, in 12 minutes. It was, uh, I think it was because we were in the CBC, because if you know our, the big house, John Diggle room is under construction. It is staying green, don't worry about that. Uh, but we did uh, eight bills, and they'll probably be on the floor that first week that we're back, uh, all under suspension, so we'll, we'll add to the category. But uh, I'm pleased to say that, you know, as, as I look at our committee, and I changed some of the rules at the beginning, it used to be, you know, if you had a hearing at 10 o'clock, you didn't really have to get there until about 11, 30, or 12, because that's how long it took to do the opening statements. Change that. We also do bipartisan amendments first, but I, I uh, cherish the relationship that I have with Frank Fallone and, and all of the subcommittee ranking members uh, as, as well as our team. And I think really, uh, as I look back on all these bills, there might have been less than a handful for sure that have been just pure politics uh, in terms of numbers uh, uh, voting for them. We've had a lot of bipartisan cooperation. Uh, and we've done lots of good things. Uh, Peter, as an example, has been very involved on the energy side of things. Uh, he, he picked up the uh, baton for the Sheehan-Portman bill, uh, working with Dave McKinley uh, in the House. Mark has been very involved in that. Uh, Tim, uh, we worked very closely to get a, a great mental health bill, and I think that that is very much on the, on the lame duck schedule as we're trying to get the Senate to uh, move through. Uh, but, you know, we passed that 53 to nothing in, in the full committee on the House floor with, a, I want to say it was 422 to 6, something like that, 422 to 2. I can almost name the two, but I won't. <laughs> you know who you are, if you watch. All right, anyway. It's been a good, it's been a, it's been a good run. And uh, I just want, you know, our, our signature issue now is, of course, 21st Century Cures. And this has been a multi-year effort. Lots of meetings all over the country. Uh, I want to say just about every member on both sides of the aisle has hosted events in their district, uh, attended by me and, and others. Um, and uh, whether it's reaching out to the universities, uh, the industry, uh, I sat next to the, I still call him the new FDA director. I had dinner with him uh, two nights ago. Uh, NIH, I dinner with him, Francis Collins. Uh, it's just, it's been an amazing process, uh, as we all know how disease impacts uh, everybody's lives. For me, my wife has lupus. Uh, my dad has diabetes, the device that he wears. I talked to him this morning. Uh, back in the across the street from me. Uh, that device that he wears saves his life literally every single day. Uh, he's 92 years old. Uh, my mom's a cancer survivor. 
and uh, my uncle who lived across the street uh, died of Parkinson's. Uh, all of us have those same stories. And what we can do uh, to advance the science, to find cures, really can impact not only America, but, but the rest of the world. And I think it's, it's not been as hard as balancing basketballs on top of each other, but we really have, a, we'll have a product uh, that will deliver. Compliment Frank Malone and Diana Beget, my two real partners in this uh, on the Democratic side, <coughs> passed overwhelmingly on the House floor last summer. And the idea now, things changed a little bit because the Senate, frankly, stole our pay for it for good, good reason. I mean, they, we, I don't want to use the word stupid, but we, we made a mistake by by sharing what those pay for were, so they took them. Uh, uh, so we have to come up with new pay for we are, but the idea is that you know there's a chance we could pass a new bill yet before we leave. But that's even though we're working towards that goal, it's probably more likely <coughs> to bring it up the first week that we're back. Uh, and I think you'll see if we get there, uh, which I think we will. Uh, I think you'll see both the speakers as well as uh, Kevin McCarthy. They've been great. Uh, Announced that uh, before we adjourn. And the Senate is right on our heels. So Mitch McConnell, Lamar Alexander has been a wonderful partner. Uh, and of course, he's used the expertise of uh, Vanderbilt. Marsha was, was a key to get us all together. But um, we really see that bill advancing and getting to the president's desk for his signature before the end of the year. Uh, it'll, it'll be a great hallmark of success. And as Mitch McConnell said the other night, this may be the most important piece of legislation that this Congress undertakes in this Congress. And uh, I agree with you now. Uh, that is the end of my little remarks. I've gone longer than I thought. So we have two great members that are going to join me up here. Uh, first is the Vice Chairman of our committee, uh, Marsha Blackburn. Of course, she hails from Tennessee. You've got a little bio, but you know her because there's very few things that she hasn't had her hand in uh, over the years from serving on the Budget Committee to being on our committee, amendments uh, on, on lots of bills, <coughs> fiscal conservative, a, a real dynamo, and she is, she's been terrific. Peter Welch is, uh, represents the whole state of Vermont. And my son went to Williams College, and they played Millbury and a few other places. And, uh, he's very popular up there, uh, and for good reason, uh, because he is a thoughtful, hardworking, uh, straight shooter. It's better when he's on our side than it's not. And uh, the other side knows when he's on our side, and that's, he gets into a little trouble, but that, that's uh, not a bad thing in, in today's world. And uh, he is certainly, and Margaret, his wife, I mean, they're, they're really good friends and uh, thought of as when he speaks, people really do listen because you got to win on the arguments. And I'm pleased to serve with both of them and, and have them on our committee. And they're going to now join me, and I'm going to make a, a couple remarks, and then we'll take whatever questions you have. Uh, Too early to worry about that. Yeah. 
Uh, but we do appreciate your time this morning and the interest in 21st Century Cures. And uh, Chairman Upton has done a tremendous job in shepherding this through the committee, allowing the committee to do its work in work sessions and come to bipartisan agreement before we got into the markup process. And I think that is significant and uh, important to what we've done. Just a couple of things on, on the Cures Bill. And you all know it and know its components so well. Uh, I, I think you look at accountability and transparency as being two of the important parts of, of this. And we do that through the approach, the annual review process. That's a good thing. It allows Congress to kind of keep its hand on that. Uh, as he said, uh, Dr. Collins at the NIH, they've been so helpful in um, working with us around the country. Senator Alexander and I worked with Dr. Collins and with researchers, uh, did a symposium at Vanderbilt. And it was just amazingly helpful. And that's the kind, that's the approach we should take as we work on legislation and items that are going to be significant. Um, I was so pleased to see the response that came from that and the buy-in and the ownership that some of the medical community and the researchers took the program. So I'll yield, and Peter, go ahead. Um, all right, uh, Marcia, thank you. And um, you know, I was listening to Fred, and with all the stories about him, like peeing in the urinal, burying <laughs> <laughs> ashes. I don't, know, I don't know how he got time to get so much done in the committee. I mean, Fred? That was kind of the question. Um, and it's great to be here with Marcia, too. You know, one time, you might have that little TV monitor, you know, up with the chairman seat so you can see what's going on. One time I had the guy in the back switch it to the Cubs game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get WGN, that when they carried it uh, on the you know, that's, system. That, that's the time that Marcia and I got something by <laughs> Data security. We had, yeah, we, that's right. We had somebody watching it get a tax and Fred's watching the Cubs and we move it. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you uh, for inviting us and I want to thank you for what you do uh, as the Ripon Society. You know, it's such a challenge uh, in politics now and in Congress where there's uh, so many forces that are pulling us away from resolution and away from each other, away from finding common ground. And it's not just individuals in Congress. It's really much larger than that. Everybody having uh, the cable TV program or news source that validates whatever their point of view is. Uh, the web, which is uh, intensifying uh, whacked out theories about uh, a lot of things. So that ability that we've had in the past to, to, to participate in the democratic process uh, with the internet with the new forms of communication, it's allowed a lot more access and participation, uh, but not necessarily more deliberation and reflection. Um, and what's been, I think, tremendous for me to be on this committee um, is that Fred has uh, really set a tone where it's about, it's creating an opportunity for real discussion about things, uh, not in a, a really partisan way. And for all of us who serve in Congress, it's much more fun to get something done uh, if we can do that. And most people really want to do that. And you know, Marsh and I have totally different politics. And we work together extremely well on a number of contentious issues. 
and it, it probably gets you in a little bit of trouble with your folks, and it definitely gets me in trouble with my folks. I can't imagine I'd get anybody in trouble. Uh, but I think this organization is very much committed to politics the way I think a lot of us <clears throat> believe it should be, and the reason we went into it in the first place, and that is about solving problems that makes it more possible uh, for folks back home to be successful in the work that they do. Uh, 21st Century Cures is exactly about that. I mean, we know we want to invest in science, like at the NIH. Everybody is for that. Uh, but our budget on NIH uh, has gone from 39 to 31 billion. All right, it's gone backwards, and it was partly the sequester. And the sequester was kind of the abdication, in my view, of Congress being willing to make judgments about where we should cut and where we should increase spending. You know, across the board approach to things just doesn't work. So one of the significant achievements in the 21st century cures is that there was a mutual commitment to NIH, and then we actually, in Fred's committee, uh, and I want to thank Frank Pallone and Diana DeGette, who really have been the leaders on our side on this, uh, made a commitment with some money uh, to work with NIH and get their uh, their scientific research budget boosted, but also to try to streamline some of the regulations. You know, no regulations is a real bad thing. Excessive regulation is a real bad thing. And you need two things if you're going to be efficient, smart, and effective. And that is, you need the resources to hire good people, uh, you need to do the science, but you also need streamlined, good managerial processes uh, in any governmental organization, just as you need it in any country. And in Fred's committee, there's a discussion where there's a recognition that there is some give and take and there's not absolute truth on one side or the other. And as a result of that, we put together uh, this uh, 21st Century Cures that does a lot of good things, including uh, speeding up the generic drug process, uh, that could save about $2.1 billion for taxpayers because we're doing it better than we were doing it. Uh, it I think the NIH budget is really important because uh, that keeps hope alive for a lot of folks who are suffering uh, from these diseases that are rare or from uh, cancer that's common. Uh, and it really reflects, I think, a uh, political skill uh, in recognition that you can only get something done that's going to be meaningful if somehow, some way, you can get both sides on board. So I want to thank uh, Fred for his great leadership uh, on that committee. And a major reason I enjoy working on it so much is that we actually get an opportunity to talk to each other about the problem as opposed to yell at each other about how stupid we are. <laughs>